The following is a paid program on 600 WREC. Attention Social Security and... Good morning, Memphis, and welcome to our internet listeners and podcast listeners across the 50 states. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, and I'm your host, Joe Garner, Mortgage Loan Officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Our general topic today is don't get caught in a trap. Avoid costly real estate contract clauses. Subscribe to get our weekly blog post with podcast. You can do that again at jogarner.com. Dot com. Call us while we're live today, May 28th. I mean, I'm sorry, May 29th, 2021 at 901-535-9732. You know, low affordable mortgage rates and, that, and lack of enough homes for sale are keeping real estate sales on a very fast pace. You need to move fast, but, but take time to consider what you are writing into your home purchase contract when you make the offer. Today, we're going to be opening our phone lines to hear from realtors and other real estate professionals. We're going to be asking their advice for avoiding common, costly contract mistakes. Back in the co-host chair, we have Tom King, our expert real estate appraiser. And Tom, you have been appraising homes in the Mid-South for over 40 years. You do appraisals for mortgage companies, relocation companies, family estate sales, divorce situations, cash home buyers and more. Tom, take a moment and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you see happening in our current real estate market. Oh, that's a loaded question, Joe, and it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's uh the the market is literally on fire. Prices are going up. People are bidding uh for houses that are uh it's it's amazing, the, you know, 20, 30 offers that come in on a house within a, a three hour period. And, you know, it it tells me that you really need an experienced agent now more than ever, even though your house may sell fast to, to dig through all of these offers and uh, try to find out, you know, what's going on, what's the best, because it's it's overwhelming to even the most experienced right. uh, agents. So uh, that's what's going on. Uh, the clauses I see in in uh, in the contracts because I get a copy of the contract on every appraisal I get. Uh, for the first one I saw yesterday, the the buyer was paying the seller's cost, and usually we talk about you know the 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 seller paying something for the buyer two or three percent or something like that, and now it's flipped the other way around. You know the. Uh, you know they they're trying to do all sorts of innovative things. Uh, possession date is is a is a big deal. I talked to an agent that said sometimes possession may come uh, you know three four five months after the closing, which is problematic for the mortgage because your a lot of your mortgages require the buyer to be occupying the home within thirty days of closing or sometimes sixty days of closing. So that could be problematic if you have. A possession date of four or five months out. Oh, that that is, and and if if that does happen, you know, you know, the seller uh, lives in the house free for a while. So uh, th- these are kind of the concessions that are that are being made. And uh, I saw one where it said if the appraisal comes in at this price, the sales price is this price. If the appraisal comes in at this price, the sales price is this price. So I had to appraise the house, and then go backwards to see what the sales price was going to be. Oh <laughs> so, 
it's 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 really amazing and, and the appraisal is becoming the really the most uh integral part of the contract sure yeah. and, and the offer is to what offer the, uh, a seller may accept right i mean you're 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 right on target tom well, you know, our, our, real estate, our real estate market today has us racing around in overdrive, and it's exactly the way you described, Tom. And, and you do have to be decisive and quick if you want your home purchase offer to win out over competing offers. But, you know, take some time to consider what you're promising to do on that home purchase offer. Haste makes waste, and the last thing you want is to paint yourself into a costly corner. Here are some common real estate clauses that can cause problems for you. Okay, offering to pay 5000 to 10000 over the appraisal amount, well, that's normal today, but forgetting to state the maximum price that you're going to pay uh, for a home in case the appraisal comes in much higher than you thought, well, you need to remember you got to put a cap on something in there. Even though you're offering five dollars to $10,000 over whatever it appraises for, you need to put a cap in there and don't just leave that as an open, an open blank. Number two, offering to buy the home not contingent on the appraisal. You can do that. Now, the mortgage company is going to be looking at that appraisal, and the mortgage company is going to be determining the terms on your mortgage based off the appraisal. But if you don't want to make it contingent on the appraisal, what that means is no matter what happens on the appraisal, you're saying you're still going to buy that house for the price and the terms that you promised to buy. Um, waiving the home inspection. Some realtors have assisted their clients in getting their home purchase offer accepted, but negotiating the seller to pay any repairs required by the lender on the appraisal. Uh, when you waive a home inspection, you're saying you're not saying you're not going to get a home inspection. You're saying no matter what happens on the home inspection, I'm still going to buy this house. But I would say, I mean, I Tom. Every house I've ever bought, I've always had a home inspection. I, I would not forego a home inspection. All right, so I'm going to tell you a quick story. I call this one Close Call with Costly Real Estate Contract Clause in Mindy Milk- Mickelson's story. Not her real name, but Mindy Mickelson and her young son, uh, their lease, it was ending in less than five days. They had to, I mean, less than 45 days. They had to be out of their apartment where she'd been renting in less than 45 days. Mindy was motivated. She was mindful that she needed to live in a place that would allow her son to go to his same school. The clock was ticking, and Mindy didn't have time to try again and again to get an offer accepted on a home in the area where she wanted to live. She told her realtor, she told her realtor, um, I can't afford to lose the deal on this house. What can I do to push my offer ahead of everyone else's? Well, based on the prices of homes selling in that area, it looked like the house that Mindy wanted to to buy would easily appraise for the, a list price of around, a, you know, the list price of around one hundred and sixty thousand. She asked a realtor to make an offer to pay one hundred and sixty-five thousand, five thousand over the list price. She also marked on the home purchase offer that she would pay this no matter what value the appraiser would report. And just to make her offer even more irresistible, she paid a whopping five thousand dollar earnest money. The sellers did agree to pay. For any of the lender required repairs on this. Well, bad news came like a tsunami. The appraisal value came in at 155,000 instead of 165,000. That was a 10 that was 10,000 too low. Mindy's contract said she would pay 165,000 no matter what the appraisal value. Never did she or anyone else think that house would appraise for less than 160. 
Mindy didn't have the money to close now, and it looked like she would lose her 5000 earnest money, which would make it impossible for her to make an offer on another home. In this case, the realtors, the sellers, and Mindy worked together for a solution. Mindy's uncle was a licensed home repair contractor. He agreed to complete the uh, repairs that the lender was required to do. That the I mean that the lender had required. He did all those repairs for free, including the materials. So that allowed the seller to come down on the price by five thousand. And Mindy's brother gifted her another five thousand. And so Mindy then just had enough money from her savings to close on this home. I mean, it was close. She was so grateful to be working with such experienced and reputable realtors. Because of their quick thinking and Mindy's faithful family members, Mindy and her son, they were able to move into their new home, and they were happy and a lot wiser, a lot wiser for the experience. Make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do it today. Connect with me at jogarner.com. Call me 482-0354. That's area code 901. You can find me at Sierra Pacific Mortgage here in the Memphis area. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. What do you want to accomplish with your mortgage? And when we come back, real estate appraiser Tom King, he's going to be giving us some inside wisdom from the appraisal field. See you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC at 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Don Lawler with StorytellersMemphis.com. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. Sierra Pacific Mortgage Company, Inc., NMLS 1788, licensed in Arkansas, 23921, licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance, 1788, licensed in Tennessee, 109426, 46 Timber Creek Drive, Cordova, Tennessee, 38018, equal housing lender. Names are changed and minute details on stories shared on Real Estate Mortgage Shop to protect privacy. All right. Elvis Presley talking about don't get caught in the trap. And that's what we're talking about today on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. We're talking about don't get caught in the trap. Avoid costly real estate contract clauses. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. Connect with me at jogarner.com. In the studio, we have Tom King, our very experienced appraiser. And Tom, how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. We've got some callers on deck, but we're going to do real quick for our listeners. We're going to do a real quick uh, Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. And the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is brought to you by Jimmy Ogle, our Memphis historian. You can catch his lectures and uh, hear some great stories about Memphis history by Googling Jimmy Ogle and the Pink Palace. You can also go to jimmyogle.com. The Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is sponsored by John and Jennifer Lawhon of Lawhon Landscape, 901-754-7474. The Lawhons can help you plan your landscaping if you have a really big project, maybe, maybe a smaller project, or maybe you want to do that big one in phases. The Lawhons are giving away a $25 gift card to the first person with the correct trivia answer. And if you know the answer to our trivia question, call us at 901-535-9732. And here's the clue. The first question, I was a famous river vessel, often misunderstood 
but proud to be a towboat. Who am I? Mm. That I don't know about that one. I was known as the Ossining and first used on the Hudson River in 1907, ferrying prisoners from New York City to Sing Sing Prison. Mm. You want one more? Yeah, let's do two more. Three, All right. Maybe even three. That's where the term, you're going up the river, came from. And I was sold to a towing company in Louisiana in the 1920s. And the final hint, I came from Memphis. I, I came to Memphis in the 1930s and was used in the Memphis Harbor to tow barges and river boats through the 1960s. Who am I? All right. If you know the answer, you can call us at 901-535-9732. We're going to take, we've got Sherry, uh, I believe Sherry Harbor on the line, and I know Sherry. She's a realtor. She's she's a good one. And uh, Sherry, we're talking today about don't get caught in the trap. Avoid costly real estate contract clauses. What is some words of wisdom you can give our listeners today, Sherry? Well, we're seeing a lot of occupied rental homes coming on the market right now, selling you know, just one at a time while these investors are taking advantage of their appreciation to cash out. But tenant-occupied properties are very different from vacant or owner-occupied properties. One major difference we're seeing is investors don't want to lose their income, so they're saying no showings are allowed until there's an accepted contract contingent on inspections. The last couple of weeks, I've seen uh, contracts come through from listings I have that have these clauses the tenants um, are ask, the owners are asking for a possession date on the date of closing or 24 hours after closing, or we get offers that are FHA or VA financing without any mention of the lease that's attached to the tenant living in the home. So that tenant has the right to stay through the end of their lease, and FHA and VA require that the owner occupy that home within 60 days of closing, so often those dates don't mesh together very good. So if the seller were to accept those two offers that came through to me, the buyer would have been out the cost of their home inspection on their first visit to the home, the cost of their appraisal, the trauma of falling in love, maybe packing, all of that before the lender got the appraisal back just a few days before closing, finding that the home has got a lease attached to it for the next three months up to 12 months. This will make a deal fall apart. And not only is the buyer affected, but that seller also missed 15 to 30 days of other market activities they could have taken advantage of. So it's really important on those tenant-occupied properties to get those contract clauses correct. Man, I'm telling you what, you nailed it. That That is something you've got. That's why you need an experienced realtor like Sherry Harbor to be um, walking with you when you make these offers. Sherry Harbor, uh, tell, tell us, how do we contact you? 901. 496-8193. Well, thank you, or Sherry. Sherry at harbor.com. What's the, what's the name of the company again? Harbor Realty. Thank you, Sherry Harbor. We appreciate you calling Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Tom? And, and Sherry, that's a, that's a great insight. You know, I just had one where I had to do an appraisal of a rental house. It took me three trips. I finally made it on the third trip. And it took me over almost, I'll say, six weeks during that time to be able to set up the appointments. So uh, I was celebrating when I finally got in the house. But uh, uh, usually when you deal with a tenant, there's no incentive for them to uh, meet you at the house. Oh, wow. And it's it's very difficult. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, Tom, I think we've got Pat Goldstein on the line. So Pat uh, Goldstein, cry like, uh, she is also a very experienced realtor, 38 years in the business here in the Mid-South. Pat Goldstein talking about uh, void costly real estate contract clauses. What can you tell What can you uh, tell our listeners? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that the, the insight from Sherry Harbor was right on. Sherry's an absolute expert in, in that field. Um, when it comes to inspections, you mentioned the, uh, the downside of taking out the inspection. Well, if you remove the appraisal contingency, I mean, I'm sorry, not appraisal, Tom, but you, um, if you remove the inspection contingency, then that means that anything, if you have an inspection, that nothing in the inspection will count. You, the seller doesn't have to do any repairs because you're going to be taking it as is, regardless of what the inspection says. And if if you don't do an inspection, you could be in real trouble because what if there's something really big hiding under that house, like mold? I've found that. Um, you could have the furnace that has rust all through it, and you'll have to replace that immediately after closing. What if you don't have the money to do that? There are so many big items that that's not a good thing to use to get a house when there's multiple offers. Wow, that's so good. Pat Goldstein. Pat Goldstein would cry like, how do we contact you? 901-606-2000. Boy, we're hearing from experience today. So y'all listeners out there, please take down the names and numbers of these people because they know how to get around problems. We've got Donna Scar on the line and... Donna, I've done many deals with you, just like with Pat and Sherry. And Donna Scar, again, we're talking about avoid costly real estate contract clauses. What can you tell our listeners that will help them? Hi, Joe, Tom. Hey. Good to be here this morning. This, we have such a crazy competitive market right now that buyers, after losing out on two, three, six houses, eight houses, they want to do anything and everything they can to get that house. They start thinking about things they can do, up the price, contingencies that can be eliminated to try to make their offer be the most desirable. Well, all these things are great for the seller. But they can be very costly for the buyer. So buyer, if you take out the right to have a home inspection or repairs or a warranty, be sure you have the financial resources for the unexpected, like an AC that goes out in July or the furnace that doesn't work when you turn it on in October. You need to have money put back or at least a game plan for if something like this happens. That is excellent information. Donna Scar, and tell us who you're with and how do we, con- how do we contact you, Donna? I'm with Kaizen Realty. I've been a realtor for 40 years. And my number is 901-489-4182. Thank you, yeah, Donna Scott. Good to hear from you, Donna. I hadn't seen you since yesterday. Golly, <laughs> isn't that amazing? You didn't tell me you were going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got Silvana Piadotti on the line, and Silvana has got a lot of, um, lot of wisdom that she's offered our clients over the years. Silvana Piadotti, what is, our, what is a good tip today for our listeners? Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Every one of those tips this morning are actually great tips. 
Um, and there is something about the real estate clauses that the consumer needs to understand. We are real estate agents, and it definitely pays to work with an experienced real estate agent. Mm-hmm. But that does not make us attorneys to try to change a document that was actually drafted by attorneys. We have purchase and sale agreement and other documents that have been scrutinized by legal departments of the right way to to say certain things. So when we start dipping into things and getting very creative to try to come up with some kind of amendment or some kind of uh, clause, that is going to be very attractive for the seller, we're definitely playing a very, very delicate game of entering a legal arena when we're not experts in that arena. Well, Silvana, you are an expert in so many arenas. We're getting ready to go to break. But, Silvana, tell us, who do you work for and what, how do we contact you? That is EXP Realty, and my number is 901-647-6661. Silvana Piadotti, there is so much I know you have to offer, and um, we appreciate you being on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And you are all on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. You can also uh, find us over in Memphis at Sierra Pacific Mortgage. We have a trivia winner, and I'm hoping that Ginger will hold on the line till we get back. Hey, Woodside from Marlboro, Massachusetts, author of Calming the Chaos. Back over to Real Estate Mortgage Shop with your host, Joe Garner. Hurry to get things done, oh, I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really gotta do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and don't know why. All right. You know, it is a fast real estate market, but don't get in too much of a hurry. You need to think about what you are promising when you make an offer to a seller. And sellers, don't get in a hurry. You need to think about this because the price is the highest offer doesn't make it the best offer. That's when you need an experienced realtor like some of the ones that we've talked to earlier today. And if you wanted to catch, if you didn't catch their phone number, then you can catch this podcast on Monday at jogarner.com, and you can get their phone numbers. We've got a trivia winner. We've got Ginger on the line. And uh, Ginger, congratulations for winning the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. All right, Ginger, what was your first clue on it? (laughs) The first clue is that word proud. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the answer? Yeah, Uh, proud Mary. And it looks like the original name was the uh, Mary Elizabeth. That's exactly right. Wow. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, it uh, uh, a deckhand on the Mary Elizabeth wrote the lyrics for the song known as Proud Mary and recorded it. It was recorded by Credence Clearwater Revival. So you did good, and you'll be getting uh, a little gift card from the Lawhines, I believe, won't you? Yes, the right. Lawhines are going to send you a $25 gift card, Ginger, and... Um, so congratulations. We're glad you're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Thank you so much. I'm enjoying your show. Oh, thank you. Well, we were talking about don't get caught in a trap. Avoid costly real estate contract clauses. And we've shared some stories and we've had some expert realtors call in and give us some advice. There's a whole lot more advice out there. But, Tom, I believe you have some things that you could offer us on that. Yes, Joe. I was uh, working on an appraisal uh 
and this house was a beautiful home, just absolutely beautiful home. And it was uh, had multiple offers on it, but those offers were about, I'll say, 20 percent more mm-hmm. than the highest price sale in that area. And because the there were multiple offers on that house, the agent just assumed that uh, uh, it would appraise. Mm-hmm. And actually, it didn't because mm-hmm. there's a limit to what we can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if everything's selling for uh, uh, three hundred thousand and your house is at five hundred thousand, that's a red flag you might have problems with. <laughs> and uh, uh, we. Uh, you know, they gave me some sales, and I said I, I can't go to that area uh, for for the sales. Like on a neighbor, a neighborhood, uh, like a, 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 like in a different area. Uh-huh. And uh, I said on one of them, I said your lot value is worth a hundred thousand, and the lot value where you want me to go is three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I said I can't make, I can't do they're that. They're not comparable. No, sales. they're not comparable. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the agent was so sure that it would appraise that they wrote a hard contract that. I think it said it 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 sell for five thousand over list, mm-hmm. which was about seventy thousand under the sales price, mm-hmm. and uh, wrote it or up seventy thousand under the under the yeah the the appraised price was seventy thousand less than the oh the price the, price the, okay the yeah. sales price yeah and uh, uh, they they wrote it up hard and fast so the seller has to sell it so. Put in. You may want to if you're doing dealing with. I'm going to say an over improvement. Definitely put a, a clause in there that uh, deals with the appraisal. It, it doesn't matter if right. it's if it's more off. You know if if there are multiple offers. And uh, uh, this 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 was a hard call to take. Man, it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another one I got. Uh, I was appraising, and I, I, this was a small little investor house, and. And I looked and looked. And I said, "There's no heat to this house." I said, <laughs> "Oh no. no, not 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 inadequate heat, but nothing. No duct work, no heating oh, facilities, no anything." What happened? And uh, uh, my first call was to the mortgage company. I said, "Hey man, I'm, I'm going to throw a red flag on this one right away." I said, "Something has to be done." I said, "This house has absolutely no heat in it, and uh, uh, not even the." Sp- the inadequate space heaters or anything, just nothing. And uh, they were trying to say, the, well, can we put in a, a window unit that heats and cools? I said, no. I said, that's personal property. I said, we need a permanent, real heating source. And we went back and forth and even sent me uh, uh, links to, to Lowe's showing uh, units and stuff like that. And finally, I said, here's what's going to have to happen. You're going to have to put a... a, a Forced air unit in the attic and run duct work to every room. I said that's that's the only way that we're going to solve this. And they said my investor just wasn't prepared for this. And I said, well, you know what? Your investor should have looked at that house a little bit better before he bought it. Don't get in a hurry. Don't get in a hurry. So those those are some items that that can really add you know adding central heat to even the smallest heat and air to the smallest house uh, runs up the cost a whole lot. Well, well, you know. Tom, on the mortgage side of the desk, we see a lot of things that can really trigger problems. And, you know, one of them is decorator allowances. Still today, we get contracts in and it says, well, the seller is going to offer the buyer a $5,000 decorator allowance. That is cash back to the buyer and mortgage companies do not like that. They will not allow it. 
So there are solutions to these things. Like, for instance, if you if the if the buyer wanted new carpet, it doesn't really have to have new carpet. Tom, as the appraiser, maybe you or whoever's appraising it, did not require new carpet. That's fine. The mortgage company doesn't is not going to require new carpet, but the the buyer wants new carpet and they want the seller to pay for it. Well, one way around that is to have the seller go ahead and pay a contractor to put the new carpet in, and so that the new carpet is in and not having to give cash back to the buyer and the buyer not having to pay for it. So, But if you start mentioning a bunch of repairs in the contract, if you don't have to, don't. If you have to, then yes. But when you mention repairs in a contract, you are going to have to go and get make sure that all those repairs are done. That's right. And the appraiser is looking for what we call the 3S rule. And it, it must be the appraiser wants to make sure or the mortgage company wants to make sure that house is safe, it's secure, and it's sanitary. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what we're looking at. Um, one of the things that happens a lot of times is, you know, people put window bars up on their houses. Mm-hmm. And uh, FHA requires that there should be a way to exit through a window. And if they, they don't have safety latches on there, uh, those, thing, those window bars have to be removed. And I have to go out and take pictures. I'm, I did one yesterday, Thursday, and the guy had window bars on it. And I said, sir, this this is FHA. He said, you're going to have to take those window bars off. And I said, I tell you what, I'm going to come back out there. And uh, uh, you take the window bars off. I'm going to go out and take a picture of it. And then we'll try to save you an inspection fee. So right. mm-hmm. uh, I, I try to work with them as much as possible. But uh, window bars are a big deal, too. Right. You're absolutely right. These are all things that experience will save you a lot of time and a lot of trouble. And uh, some money. You know, not everyone will waive an inspection fee. So uh, it, it does save you time and money and trouble. Well, you're good about trying to save people money, Tom. You're a good egg. Another one is when you are making an offer on a on a house, make sure that you represent the exact correct address. Sometimes I'll get something with the name of a street, but it leaves off the north, the south, the east, or the west. Believe it or not, this can cause problems down the road because you may have gotten an appraisal appraisal waiver, but when the correct address gets put in, it's possible you could lose that, and that's not a good thing if if everybody finds that out a week and a half before closing because you don't have time to get the appraisal done. That's right, and and on our appraisal software, the... Our our address is autocorrected to the U.S. United States Postal Service address, right? And sometimes that doesn't always match the order. Mm-hmm. It may be uh, like midsummer one word or mid dash summer, mm-hmm. and it makes a big difference. And even whether it's road or avenue or things like that, it must match exactly. And the, and it's the same with the seller too. Mm-hmm. If I if I buy a house and and I put Tom King. And my my name is Thomas N. King, then I it has to be exactly like the deed says. Mm-hmm. So we have to match that seller because there's a place on the form that says is the seller the owner of record, and those two names have to match. Mm-hmm. The other one is spelling the names of the buyers correctly, making sure to include the names of all the parties that are going to be on the title to the real estate. Because when the title company goes and does their their magic sometimes uh, there there might be a problem with one of the buyers we yeah. don't know but we need to know that up front who all is going to be 
Yeah, someone may be uh, Maggie Smith, and it, it, her real name is Margaret Smith. Right, right. And, and that has to be exactly the way it is. And hope that this this person does not have outstanding judgments or IRS situations that could be problematic. So it's good to have all of that up front. Um, you want to also take care to, like we were talking about earlier, not to promise more than you can can do. Now, I know a lot of... of um, uh, sellers are not paying closing costs right now. Now, sometimes we do have them where they do. And just so if somebody's listening to this podcast later on, another very costly mistake that I've seen is when the uh, when the seller is going to pay the buyer's closing cost, I've seen them where they put it in. Where they What they mean is the seller is going to pay, say, 3% of the sales price for uh, the buyer's cost. But instead, they put seller is to pay 3% of the buyer's cost instead of 3% of the sales price for the buyer's cost. That's a difference between the seller paying for the buyer $300 or 6000 That can be very costly if you don't word it exactly, uh, exactly and, right. And we have to put those seller costs on the appraisal. And, right. if, and all we can go by is what the contract says. So, so if we don't exactly know the seller's cost, mm-hmm. but... Put amount up there, you know, whether it's three thousand, four thousand, mm-hmm. or or whether put a dollar amount in there, it would help a lot. Absolutely. And if you um if you if you know you have to sell your house, your current home, before you can buy the new home, because you've got to have the money from the sale of the old home, be sure and make that very clear in the contract. And if you if the seller will not accept it with that contingency, you can you can talk to me, talk to an experienced loan officer. We've got options that you might want to try to be able to uh, have your cake and eat it too. But you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. Connect with me at jogarner.com. Tom King, how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Brandon Thompson with Home Team Inspection Service in Memphis, Tennessee. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. I agree with Stevie Wonder. Signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. That sounds good when it comes to real estate. That's right. <laughs> You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host. And, um, you know, don't get caught in a trap. Avoid costly real estate contract clauses. And if you missed part of this show, then you can catch it on Monday at jogarner.com. Just go to our Power Podcast and you'll catch it and uh, you'll, you won't miss a thing. And we've, we've had several realtors. We had... Uh, Sherry Harbor, Pat Goldstein, Donna Scar, we had Silvana Piadotti call in with some great tips, and Tom has offered some great tips. But right now, we're going to take a moment and do something we like to do every week. The Real Estate Tip of the Week, and I believe oh, Tom right. Tom King, you have our Real Estate right. Tip of the Week. So we're going to talk about low appraisals a little bit and uh, how to appeal it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, you can. I can't do anything by myself. Mm-hmm. So the appeal must go through the mortgage company. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So that's that's the number one thing. You know, you can call me and talk to me and say this, 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 and this. And I said, well, that's fine, I, but I can't. My hands are tied unless a mortgage company sends me that appeal. And we cannot appeal the value with the appraiser as the mortgage company. We have to, by law, go through a third party government-approved appraisal management company. Yes, and that's known as the firewall. Yes. So I cannot talk to the mortgage loan officer, and it's got it's got to go through channels. I, can even, I cannot even correct my own. If I see a mistake on appraisal after I send it with most appraisal management companies, I can't just correct it and send it back. I've got to ask them to kind of open the door to uh, ask for a revision and then make that revision and send it back. So uh, uh, that's number one. And if you're if you do have a low appraisal, uh, number one, look in the area, look in the market area of that house, and that is much wider area than just the subdivision. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nobody that says I want this subdivision. I don't want anything else. So you can you can expand your area as long as it's in the same market area. So uh, look at those sales, uh, most of them, and a, a tip, uh, the biggest real estate tip I can give, if these agents are selling houses that are what they call off-market or may not be in MLS, put them in MLS because most uh, uh, underwriters, they want a listing number and mm-hmm. days on market. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've sold the house already, you can put days on market zero. That's Okay. But uh, if if you say, well, why didn't I use this sale? I said, well, it wasn't an MLS, and it needs to be. So uh, right. the big tip is to put those sales in MLS and list them in there so uh, they'll show up when we uh, do our searches. Oh, that I, is such I, I a search, great tip. I search both areas myself, but uh, sometimes you just can't use a sale. Right. And I'm, I've had I've heard sometimes where the agent calls the other agent and says, hey, can you put this in, in, in MLS? I know it's sold, but it's it's not in there. So that's right. That's, that's right. We need that listing number and we need the days on market. Well, you know, my tip, I would say, is about the real estate market itself. Real estate sales, of course, are still running really hot. And we're talking uh, today in May of 2021. And these um these real estate sales running so hot, it's pushing the national median home price. Uh, last week was at three hundred seventy-two thousand four hundred nationally. That's the median. It's up over sixteen percent from three hundred and ten thousand one hundred a year ago. And I know you've heard a lot of people, uh, Henny Pennies, saying we've got an affordability crisis. Most of your real estate econom- economists are saying no, we don't because. Affordability is not determined by median home price. It's determined by appreciation rate. Appreciation rate is much lower, uh, and it's going to take rising wages to keep us out of trouble. But we've got huge demand. We've got emerging markets coming in, millennials leading the way, Generation uh, Z already stepping through the door. Uh, right now, the consensus is that we're not in affordability. It's still a great a, a great real estate market. Uh, prices are predicted to continue to go up even into next year. That's right, Joe. And, you know, people ask me that, are we in a bubble? Am I going to be paying too much? And, you know, I bought my house in 2005 right before the bubble, and I was underwater on it for like 10 years. Uh-huh. So I understand the question. But in that, you know, 15 years ago or so, 
there was stated income. There was 125% loan to values. There's all sorts of crazy stuff going on. The underwriting requirements now are more strict than they've ever been. And and uh, it's just a different time. This is real. This is real. Great opportunities right now. Buying a home, locking in a low fixed rate mortgage, refinancing to lower your interest rate and payment, refinancing to lower your rate, shorten your term on your mortgage, refinance to a lower rate, low payment, getting cash back to remodel your home, uh, maybe put the money into another investment or achieve uh, another life goal or dream. But uh, real quick, our sponsor is Talk Shop. Talk Shop offers free networking and education to anyone interested in real estate or in business. Talk Shop meets every Wednesday, 9 to 10 a.m. Central. You can find out more about going about going there. Uh, just go to talkshop.com. That's talk, S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Click on Events tab. And this coming uh, Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021, we'll be meeting in person. At, and that is at 5100 Poplar Avenue Concord Career College. We're going to be hearing from Amy Miller. The many ways FEMA benefits our communities. Thank you to Talk Shop's business coach Tim Fleshner for keeping Talk Shop and our sponsors on track to reach their business goals. Connect with Tim at 901-213-7830. Thank you to Jana Cordona and Mid South Business Net- uh, Business Network International for being a strategic alliance partner with Talk Shop BNI Connect. Dot com. Salute to our military veterans who sacrificed for our freedom. Thank you to the families of these soldiers who endured many sacrifices, too. We honor you this Memorial Day weekend. As they say, all gave some and some gave all. Man, and Tom. We're, we're honoring those that gave all. Absolutely. And the families that sacrificed uh, to subscribe, you'll get our Real Estate Mortgage Shop podcast every week in your inbox and we'll also send you the show notes pictures you can do that at jogarner.com we would we would well, i can't even talk today we remind you that uh, make your plan let's work your plan if the deal works for you today let's do, do it, it today. today that's right got a quote from the quote corner one of these days you are going to wish you paid more attention to me sincerely terms and conditions <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great joe and uh, uh we just hope this market uh continues at this rate it's it's a great time it's a it's the best time i've ever had because instead of doing foreclosures i'm, I'm walking into homes and people saying i'm getting i'm going to get a refinance i'm going to pull some cash out i'm going to fix up my house i'm going to pay my bills and uh it's just a real happy time to be a doing this all these investors are pulling money out of the house and probably gonna buy more houses with the money they've taken (laughs) it's a beautiful beautiful thing i'm joe garner your host mortgage loan officer you've been listening to tom king appraiser with bill king company and we want to hear from you give me a call 901-482-0354 and we'll see you guys back next saturday Bye.